What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So today, I'm going to give you guys some updates on what's going on in the clown world and one of my latest bands. Then I'm going to tell you about a woman that was just recently abducted from a safe house in Canada. So get ready for this. So I'm sure as most people have heard, Spotify has removed over 100 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, last night I was like watching this while it was going down and I was kind of like, what are they removing these for? Because some had nothing to do with Kabobo and those little whiners from the 60s, like the lullaby lord herself, Joni Mitchell and King Kumquat, Neil Young. Get the fuck out of here. But then I was told it was because he's racist. So they pulled the racist card on Joe Rogan. And for sure, he has definitely said some shit that in today's time with race, it it doesn't fly. And he came out and he made an apology. He was man enough to step up and be like, yeah, I fucked up and I apologize. And I'm using this situation to learn. But... In this, like, six-minute montage that some chick named India made and posted to Instagram, she basically cherry-picked comments from the last 12 years of this podcast. And, you know, like I just said, racism isn't cool, obviously. It's fucking 2022. But I don't think Joe Rogan's a racist. He might have used racist language, but I don't think he's a racist. I don't fucking know the guy, so I don't know. It's just the impression I get. But, you know, they're going to attack any way they can attack. And it looks like Spotify has responded by removing over 100 episodes of his. So, yeah, that's got to suck for the people who are on that show whose now their episode has been removed. But, yeah, Clown World. And speaking of Clown World, GoFundMe has now frozen the Convoy to Canada, the truckers, you know, their little fund they had going on that was over $10 million. They froze it. And now apparently they're going to be returning all the donations to people. But check this out. I have a little spot you guys can send your donations to that hopefully won't get seized. Apparently this place is still saying that they're going to be accepting donations for them. So if you go to a site called Give, Send, Go, they're saying they will agree to host the Trucker Freedom Convoy donations. So as of right now, that's a go. But... Check this out. This is coming from the Ottawa police. We want to thank GoFundMe for listening to our concerns as a city and police service. The decision to withhold funding for these unlawful demonstrations is an important step, and we can call on all crowdfunding sites to follow. Motherfucker, did anybody do that to Black Lives Matter and the billions they were raking in as they burned cities to the ground? I fucking had to leave my home in Oakland because these lunatics were running through the streets and I didn't want to end up all Reginald Dennyed on the fucking street dead somewhere. As I'm leaving the city, I'm seeing people smash windows. I hear alarms going off everywhere. Smoke billowing out of buildings. No cops in sight. No fire trucks in sight. But yeah, let's uh, let's cut off the funding to these truckers because those horns are hell of annoying. Get the fuck out of here. So guys, if you have made a donation through GoFundMe and supposedly they're saying they're going to refund all of these donations, 
I would say I'd follow a claim with the bank because they can get your money back like within a couple hours versus this seven to 10 business day bullshit GoFundMe is trying to pull. So file a claim with your bank, just dispute it for services not rendered and they'll get the money right back to you and then you can turn around and send it over to the one I just told you about, givesendgo.com. They're really trying to make it difficult for everybody protesting these ridiculous mandates. Facebook, in a not shocking move at all, has already deleted a bunch of different trucker groups. I know they deleted the American one that had tens of thousands of members in it. So it's just more tools the state and big tech are using to shut down dissident voices. It's like we're literally... I don't know. This is everything they used to teach us that was bad about Soviet Russia back in the day. And we are literally doing it just in a modern form. So check this out. I found this very interesting. The FDA in their virtual meeting yesterday, this is coming directly from them. And I'm quoting, we were falsely misled by Pfizer about the safety of the vaccine. Heart attacks are 71 times higher than any other vaccines. The vaccines are killing two people for every one life they've saved. Now, if you go to that little Zoom meeting, go from the four hour, 20 minute mark, and that's where you can hear all of this. Um, check out Twitter, Francis Boulay. That's at Francis Boulay. He has all the information up there, too. But the FDA is just trying to do this, trying to come out now and say this to save their own neck, saying that they were misled. They are the victims. Fucking bullshit. We have been calling this since these vaccines came out and we started to see the data coming back from VAERS and other sources like the UK government. But now, now that they've already killed tens of thousands of people with these dangerous ass shots, now the FDA is going to come out and say this. But I'm sure nothing will happen because all these motherfuckers here, what we call our fellow citizens, are asleep at the wheel and they're totally okay with our government killing their own citizens. And so basically, it's now FDA confirmed for each person this vaccine supposedly saves, it kills two people. And now they're trying to get it for children younger than five years old. Dictator Daddy Newsome has made it a requirement to get these shots to attend any form of school. And they're still pulling this on all the medical personnel in California. Basically, any organization, hospital, whatever, any one of those things that gets any type of federal funding like Medicare, anything like that, if they have any employees that are not vaccinated, they will withhold funding. So, of course, these places are going to force their employees to get these dangerous ass vaccines. And for what? Most of us have natural immunity at this point. I mean, check this out. Natural immunity is no other conspiracy theory. And neither is the fact that these shots are killing more people than it saves. It's fucking so annoying and so it's heartbreaking more than anything because we've been saying this from the start. We've called Fauci out from the start and we've been shut down, censored and banned at every turn. My latest Instagram account has been completely banned. So I had to get like a whole new email address, opening my whole account up from a laptop. I couldn't even do it from my phone because apparently they got me flagged as a no-no bad girl. So I opened up a new page. It's just simply called Vanished Athena. So as of right now, it's not even shadow banned. I'm like, I opened it a couple days ago and it's slowly building up some momentum, but it's just a matter of time before they figured out I have a new account and put all those ridiculous bans and shadow bans on this page. 
But whatever. Fuck them. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to try to get the word out to all the normies. I mean, it kind of like seems like why even do that at this point? They should understand what's going on. Well, they don't. A lot of them don't understand. And for different various reasons, they're all caught up in the mix. And sometimes it just takes one sentence, one word to put that question in their mind to get them thinking like, huh, maybe this stuff really doesn't add up. And you have to realize it's like a total, it's like a shock. It's going to arc your world. You're going to be spun 180. And a lot of this stuff that you've been taught to believe, you're going to find out is totally false. So just understand it's going to be a huge shock to these people. Don't call them fucking sheep. Don't call them names. We need as many people on our side as possible. And I've been saying this from day one. I get that it's frustrating. I get that it, you just fucking get fed up with seeing the same shit and getting called a plague rat and all that stupid shit. But it doesn't matter. Even if you just like save one person from making the mistake of getting that injection, your work will have been worth it. I promise you. So back to what I was just saying for a second about the natural immunity. So as of February 4th, CDC is now recommending recognizing natural immunity from COVID, which is at least on par with vaccination protection. And they've known this from the start. This is not new science and virology. This is shit we've known. Natural immunity is far better protection than these boosters that give you a little boost to your immune system for a couple of weeks, but then decimate it. Supposedly, there's now a new form of HIV floating around the Netherlands, which I'm sure they're just kind of trying to use as a cover for the AIDS-induced vaccine injuries they've been causing to so many people. I did a little report about it, I don't know, maybe two, three episodes ago, and I go into great detail. I talk about all the numbers, which I know are super fucking boring, but it's important. I don't want you guys just to like hear me spewing some shit and not back it up with numbers. And like I always tell you guys, hit me up if you want these documents I'm using to explain what's going on. I'm not just pulling this information out of my ass a la fucking Anderson Cooper CNN. I'm reading medical studies. I'm reading articles. I'm reading medical reports. I'm using common fucking sense. So yeah, I get it. I mean, I have like family members that have basically just completely disowned me because I've been speaking out against this bullshit since the start. I know it sucks, but don't start hating on those family members. They're just like super fucking brainwashed. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's not like I'm going to stop loving my family members. I'm just going to have to like take a step away until the fog of the COVID war clears and people start to see that they've been deceived now for two years and most likely just as a money power grab, some nonsense like that. You know, the usual fucking evil villain plans. And then I gotta have some good news for once. We have a medical journal that's hinting at a Facebook lawsuit for throttling the investigation of the COVID vaccine trial. The BMJ, British Medical Journal. Basically what they're saying is they're not fact checkers, says the investigation's author. What they're doing is checking narratives. Hmm. Kind of like what I've been saying. So Facebook stopped some of these readers from sharing a BMJ investigation of data integrity issues with the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial. The BMJ editors wrote in an open letter to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard in November. Okay, and just a little side note. 
When I'm saying Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard, I'm not fucking being literal. I'm just talking shit to the guy and I think it's funny. So like I tell you guys about a lot of conspiracies and about some crazy shit. It doesn't mean I believe all of them. I'm just telling you what's fucking being talked about in the conspiracy corners of the internet. So yeah, I'm just talking shit when I say Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard because he is. (laughs) Anyway, so in November, they slapped a BMJ article with a missing context label on the post and that went through warning users that they could be penalized for sharing the article. So contractor lead stories seem more interested, however, in promoting guilt by association and policing political view rather than checking the facts. And that's straight up from the journal's editor. So the disputes have major implications for the public's ability to follow ongoing scientific debates around COVID, especially the masks, vaccines, and other treatments. Facebook basically just completely banned and shadow banned a Reason article that was questioning a school mask study cited repeatedly by the CDC on the word of a different fact checker. So it's like circular reasoning fucking 101 right there. Well, this fact checker said it, so it's got to be a fact. Just that kind of bullshit. So they basically go back. They are citing another fact checker and science feedback, which later admitted to falsely attributing claims. Asked about the rumors that it was contemplating litigation against Meta or lead stories, BMJ spokesperson Emma Dickinson wrote in an email The BMJ is considering all available options. A defamation lawsuit would be easier in the UK, which is unlike the US, which favors the plaintiff. So Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. He hasn't responded to any of the questions about this. But Lead Stories editor Alan Duke told Just the News, the organization is very confident about our fact-checking work and stand by everything we've written including the two follow-up articles in response to the BMJ allegations. They say they've been very transparent. He noted the organization has defeated two fact-check lawsuits in the U.S. by conservative pundits Candace Owen and Gateway Pundit publisher Jim Hoft. So the BMJ November investigation was based on documents turned over by a whistleblower at the Pfizer contractor, Ventavia Brooke Jackson who BMJ describes as a 15-year veteran of clinical research coordination and management. The report was one of the final items tweeted by mRNA vaccine pioneer-turned-critic Robert Malone before Twitter kicked him off the platform in December. Anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. also reprinted it as he had other investigations written by the author Paul Thacker. So lead stories said the flaws identified by Jackson would not, quote unquote, disqualify the main vaccine trial from Pfizer, but it did question the assertions in their report. And that was written back on January 29th by the BMJ editors. So the fact check contractor also emphasized that Jackson, quote, does not express unreserved support for the COVID vaccines on her Twitter account, and it later minimized her qualifications. So just doing the typical bullshit those fact checkers, a.k.a. the opinion checkers and narrative checkers do. They're just literally like I keep fucking saying, I feel like I'm on a broken record here. This is the suppression of free speech. This is the suppression of ideas and scientific information that is coming out in real time. 
And it's got to make everybody question, like, if we can't ask questions about the quote unquote science, are we seriously in 2022? Or are we back in old school medieval times with the Inquisition and the Catholic Church? You know, you ask something about God and suddenly your ass is getting burned at a stake. That's literally how it is now. They will cancel you, ban you and shadow ban you. Now, before I move on to my horrific story of Elnaz Hachinamiri, just wanted to point out a couple pictures that are floating around on the internet right now. One of LA Mayor Garcetti and the other of Dictator Newsom hanging out at sports events without a mask on. Now, the dipshit known as LA Mayor Garcetti said he held his breath. I just, I can't. I fucking can't. Like, seriously, you're making these children wear face diapers all day during school, but you can go hang out with Magic Johnson and get pictures on a fucking crowded stadium with no mask and you're going to hold your breath. How stupid do they think these people are? I think the problem is, like I keep fucking saying, broken record time. People just don't care. If it's not affecting their day to day life, then they want no part of it. And that's how we've gotten to where we are today. Thankfully, we have the Canadians up there causing a ruckus. And apparently now we've got the Farmers for Freedom joining them. They need as many people on their side, us, as possible. So if you're in Canada, I know they're starting to move some of the convoy to Toronto. If you're in that area, go say what's up. Go bring them a hot meal or whatever. You know, these people need support. And I've seen the videos. You Canadians are out there showing the world what's up. It makes me so proud to be your neighbor. That's what's up. And I commend you. And I would have you guys at my back any day. So moving on to the true crime part. Check this out, guys. Sunday, February 13th, 2022 will mark the five-year anniversary since the loss of Abigail Williams and Liberty Germain. So there's a a little food drive going on in their name. This is what their uh, little banner says. We ask you, the true crime community, to join the families in remembering this day, marking this poignant anniversary and honoring the girls by participating in any of the following activities. Donate to your local food banks, animal shelters, or domestic violence shelters. That's what's up on the animal shelters. Send or drop off donations at the family-run food drive in Delphi. Wear or tie purple and teal ribbons. Distribute their flyer. Share their story. The hashtag related to this is hashtag giving for Abby and Libby. Now, the flyer I found, it's, check this out. There's this little preface on it. So, expanding on the Germain and Williams family food drive coming up, please see the attached flyer. Disclaimer that this was not made by either family. However, the OP, original poster, did share it with Kelsey Germain, who says she is okay with it. So, you guys get the word out, share that, and let's do a little something in their memory. I think I'll be hooking up an animal shelter tomorrow in their name. So, now I'm going to tell you guys about the story of 37-year-old Elnaz Hachnamiri. She is a 37-year-old Iranian immigrant living in Canada, and she was abducted from a safe house in Wasaga Beach, Ontario, on January 12th at 8.30 in the morning. The only description we have, really, of these abductors is three black males. So, let me just get back to this little safe house thing first. The strange thing about this is how did they know to go to the safe house? 
Weeks prior to her abduction, she was assaulted by two men with a frying pan, you guys. She got out of her car in the apartment garage where she lives, and two men immediately started hitting her in the head with a frying pan. The attack resulted in 40 stitches to her head. I mean, she's really lucky she survived. So she was attacked in her Richmond Hill apartment garage, like I said, just as she was getting out of the car. So it was like a surprise ambush. This attack is what prompted the police to advise Elnaz to go to a safe house. And it's unclear at this point if the police are linking this attack, which happened December 21st, 2021, to her abduction on January 12th, 2022. The police do say that her family is totally cooperating at this time, and it's not known if these attackers actually knew Elnaz. So let me just kind of give you a little background on Elnaz. She immigrated to Canada after her husband's death. Her family said Hatch Namiri lost her husband in 2017, adding that she's an entrepreneur, recently having started her own successful cake-making business. She had friends and family in Canada and decided to go there and try to restart her life. After the abductions, the police seized two vehicles previously owned by Elnaz. Now check this out. They found tracking devices on both of the cars. Like, what the fuck was this girl in? Like, why are people tracking her and getting several hits put on her? So after the police questioned the witness to her abduction, they discovered the men were dressed in police uniforms and had used the ruse of, we have a warrant for her arrest to actually gain entry into the safe house. The man who owned the home became suspicious and voiced his concern. And it was at that point that he was overpowered and Elnaz was taken, drugged through the snow with no shoes, into a waiting white Lexus RX SUV. Now, apparently there was a surveillance of this happening and the car actually sat there and idled for about one minute before it took off. The police have now found that car. They've recovered the car and apparently it was a stolen vehicle. So this is a little bit more, I guess, about the physical description of Elnaz. She is five foot three inches tall with a slim build and shoulder length of black hair. She actually kind of looks like uh, George Clooney's wife. I can't remember her name, but you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, at this point in time, Crime Stoppers are taking any tips the public may have and can be contacted at 1-800-222-8477. The police have set up a tip line and can be reached at 1-833-728-3415. The police department is aware of the incident in the York Region area and is working closely with York Regional Police to pursue this avenue of investigation. And that's coming from OPP Constable Elizabeth Newton. They posted a video to their social media account, so that is up there if you guys want to go check it out. Her family has put out an appeal through the media for her safe return. We're about to hit the one-month anniversary now what in like a week of her abduction and the police don't really have anything or at least they're saying they don't have anything so this girl is out there still we don't know why she was taken we don't know who these three black dudes are but this girl was obviously targeted for some reason and now she's been snatched up and I can't even find really any updated articles about this whole situation the most recent one I could find was January 28th 
So we need to start talking about her. We need to get her face out there and try to figure out what happened to this girl. If those three men are capable of doing this, who knows what they're capable of doing and to whom. I can't even imagine how upset her family has to be right now. I'm sure they're going through a nightmare. Can just sit there and think about this. If this was your daughter, mother, niece, whatever, your family member, if this all happened to your family member, and now you were sitting here living in a complete hell, just wondering what happened to her. Where is she? Is she safe? Is she warm? So any tip, anything you guys think you know about the case, please get a hold of those two numbers I told you about. Like I said, Crime Stoppers is the 1-800-222-8477 and the police is 1-833-728-3415. Now, Elna's picture is all over social media now. There's a little bit of interest being drummed up, but not that much, especially for the circumstances of how she was taken. You think it would be like all over the news, but it's really not, which is very, very strange. But speaking of the news, did you guys hear that uh, Jeff Zucker is stepping down from CNN? Hmm. Supposedly, it's because of some affair with a quote-unquote lieutenant. But CNN insiders are saying they suspect Chris Cuomo flagged Jeff Zucker's workplace relationship as revenge for firing him. So, I mean, maybe it has to do with the relationship, but it looks like some petty-ass squabbles are going on. And... (laughs) Now he's lost his job. Oopsie. So check this out, guys. A major study by John Hopkins University concludes that the lockdowns didn't do shit. There was a meta-analysis that concluded the lockdowns have limited to no public health benefit effects, and they have imposed enormous economic and social costs where they have been adopted. In consequence, lockdown policies are ill-founded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. Literally what we've been saying for how fucking long now? Like a year? God, it just gets so frustrating. So a few episodes ago, I was telling you guys about I'm getting a little something special special made for like my OG people. The people that were around when I first started screaming from the rooftops about all the lies being told about Kabobo 19. So these little special dealy bobs are about to be in probably in the next week or so. I've so far got a hold of a few of you guys to get your addresses. But Joey B, man, I lost all your info when my latest Instagram account got banned. So come over to Vanished Athena on Instagram and let me get your info because I definitely want to hook you up with one of these little dealy bobs. I'm not going to say what they are yet. I'll post some pictures of them when they come in. But I got a hold of Elfmaker and Captain Kirk and Night Dude, Queen of Purple Dragons, and there's a couple more I still need to get a hold of. Ian, I got you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did. I got your information. So there'll be uh, some random messages coming in from me maybe in the next few days, and I just need to get that shipping info, and I will get this sent out to you guys as a thank you. I appreciate you guys standing by me. Even when I know I sounded like a lunatic, masks don't work. And literally everybody else was saying, yeah, they do. And I know. Thank you. I just I want to say I truly appreciate you guys sticking by me and fucking following it through with me. You have no idea how many listeners I lost when I started talking about all this. Just trying to warn all you motherfuckers what was really going on. I lost hella listeners, but it didn't stop me. I kept running my mouth about it, (laughs) regardless of ban and where I was getting censored. 
So yeah, you guys are what's up and I appreciate it. So let's talk about these downloads. Texas, what the hell? Where You guys just came out of nowhere and you've like quadruple the amount of downloads than California. Oklahoma's up there too still. You guys are in the third spot. So that's what's up. I thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. Send me an email if you have any questions, you want any of the documents, or if you just want to say what's up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Or you can try the Instagram account at vanishedathena. Or you can go to Reddit. I have my own sub. It's the Vanished in the Valley sub. And my username is Athena7979. If you have any cool ideas, maybe for an episode, hit me up and we'll talk about it. If I find it interesting or think there might be like some cool, crazy conspiracy going on, I'll definitely dig in and talk about it. I fucking love that stuff. That's why I do this stuff. And just a little FYI, everybody. This is Vanished in the Valley's two-year anniversary. So we've been around. I mean, we've had some changes. We lost Sidekick Ken, and there's been all kinds of crazy shit been going on this year, but we made it through another year. We're still alive. We're still kicking, and we're still fighting. Hold the line, motherfuckers. And as I always tell you, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.